<laughs> Started oh, and stopped. We're going to have to keep an eye on it. I'll even bring it up. You guys missed Steve saying he's just going to eat steak all day. That's all I want. <laughs> we had a, uh, uh, we had a, maybe not, 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 a suggestion for what we should call uh, the people who listen to the rig. This is your you don't only, like the Wrigley's. This is your only strike. What about the Wrigley's? No. That's, <laughs> no. They're just What normal. about, here, this was another good one. This was actually, that, that, the Wrigley's was mine. No, this no. one was actually pretty good. And it's going to play back to <laughs> what, what kind of cartoons you watched as a kid. What about the Rigrats? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know who you sat down and had this brainstorm session with. None of those are going to fly. We are adults. All I know, we have all I know, jobs. Steve, is I'm over here coming up with these ideas. I got people coming up with ideas, and you're just shooting stuff down. Yes. Gosh and I'm darn. a mature, responsible adult. <laughs> Gosh darn negativity. Gosh darn negativity. What's up, guys? Oh, Steve and David back this with another episode. The rig rats. <laughs> the rig. That one's going to grow on it. The rig oh, rats. No. We're talking all you wrigglers, riglets, and rig rats out there. Just people who want to hear good conversation is what they're called. Uh, we're back again doing. this week uh, talking to you. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of continuation. Last week we were talking about the supplement industry mm-hmm. and we finished with this idea of who or what we wanted to talk to or what would we say to our younger selves. Yeah. Uh, and that's, this, is, this is something that uh, honestly was probably one of the, uh, the main drivers behind why I started helping people in the health and fitness space to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess, I mean, for most people, they probably heard some of our stories, but um, like I started quote unquote working out when I was 17. I mean, yeah. I did, I guess, CrossFit or uh, cross country before that. Um, so technically I, I worked out, but that was a sport in my mind. So mm-hmm. like, it, it wasn't like going to the gym because I wanted to go to the gym or like trying to work, improve my fitness. It was more like, I'm going to be running. <laughs> so yeah. in order to run, I got to keep on running. Exactly. Uh, and that was also in the, in the time frame when I didn't think about, uh, like what I was doing in the off season. Like if you were in the off season of cross country, you didn't run. Like right. running was what you did in season. Uh, but when I was 17, my, my senior year of high school is when I got into it. Uh, and I was, I mean, I was probably not, I, I know I was not uh, in a space to give people advice. I knew I was not in a space um, to, to do anything except for like be the sponge that soaked up the information and then tried the information. And it probably wasn't for another eight, six, seven, eight years that I didn't feel like I, I, when you go to the gym, it's like this weird space of like people got their headphones on and you right. like, I want to talk to that person God, and that. you see some people doing some, <laughs> you do some people, see some people doing some real weird stuff and mm-hmm. you're like, ah, if I was that person, I wouldn't do that thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, for those, for those of you out there, if you guys go to a health club or like a, a normal gym space, maybe you experience some of these things too, but like there's the people that are are regulars and you start to develop a relationship with them and there's the people who are not regulars right and you're like I'm not going to talk to that guy because I've never seen him before but the people you've seen you kind of develop these like like ongoing partial conversations with and that leads to like well why are you why are you doing the stuff that you're doing and maybe if you were doing it this way it would feel a little bit better mm-hmm. well if you're do if you're wanting this outcome maybe doing this input instead is a better way to go about it and that was kind of where my my I guess my influencing in the fit, health and fitness space came from um, was during that time period of like getting to know some of these people and, and realizing like, hey, there's information that could be beneficial to you in this area that you might not know and I have this information I'd like to give it to you. Um, and that I, that was very satisfying. It was very gratifying. It was very, um, uh, seeing people like have that aha moment was mm-hmm. like, it's, 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 
I mean, it has a, it's a little addictive yeah. uh, when you help people kind of like understand things. And I see why, um, I see why some people make a life out of teaching. And I guess kind of you and I have done that now. Yeah. Um, but with the idea being, there's a lot of things like what I wanted to do and why I wanted to, to share these things with these people is because I wanted them to shorten the time that it took for them to get, for me to get from where I was when I started, which was ignorant, naive. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about last time, like I thought supplements were the, the, the be all, end, end all. I was, I was going to be Arnold after I took my yeah. NO Explode uh, and to where I was. And then when I you know, was 25, 26, 27, um, and the, the shift that took place, I, like, I wanted to help, like, help people like, hit the hyperdrive and like, get there faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that you can't do. Um, I think some of it is experience. And, you know, wisdom comes about through experience. You know, knowledge and wisdom are different, yeah. typically through experience or through some amount of uh, perspective, uh, but if I could go back and I could I could tell younger David something at seventeen, like if David trusted somebody, he, he trusted that person to give him advice and then follow through on that advice, that was like a like a uh, what's it called like a like a like a like a that was like the guidepost. Gotcha. Of what I was trying to share with people, like mm-hmm. hey, if I can help you get to that the point that I was at a little bit faster, man, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of things in that in that in that subject, but that's kind of the uh, I would say a, a major a major leading reason as to why I feel like health and fitness became the thing that I was like I want to help people with this because mm-hmm. there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of ambiguity, there's a lot of ambiguity, whatever that word is. Uh, there's a lot of people who wander around lost, oh, yeah. um, make it a lot harder than, than it can or should be. Uh, I think that nail was kind of driven into the coffin. I guess that's a terrible analogy with the, what I'm about to say when, when my dad passed away uh, yeah. in, uh, in uh, 2015 because mm-hmm. it was a realization that I felt like the health and fitness space let him down. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times people, I think, get angry at, at the human being for like, oh, well, why didn't you, my dad had died of a heart attack. Why didn't you take care of yourself better and last a little bit longer on this world if you would have t- you know, cared about your health and fitness? But I think I, I flipped the script there a little bit and I said, I was angry with the health and fitness space for not providing with him him with something that he enjoyed enough to continue to do, or to provide him with something he had he had had knees knee issues ever since I was a kid, um, but provide him with something that was not going to be painful for him to partake in, so that he could have cardiorespiratory health later in life. Um, and so it was a realization of like, well, if I can help somebody not have that same experience, right? If I can help somebody um, who doesn't want to die at 66 lead a longer, happier, healthier life, shoot, that's what I'm here for. Oh, yeah. 100%, man. I think, uh, it's, it, I would tell myself a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, if the younger, the younger me, and I think it's rooted in, obviously, our experience, you know, uh, when we look back on the things that we went through. Uh, I know my particular uh, itch within the realm of health and fitness, you know, cause there's, when I say I would tell myself a lot of stuff, you know, I'll kind of touch on those things, but like at the end of the day, man, like sit down in our little no sweat intros or our free consultations with people. It's important cause you only get one body. You only get one shot at it. Like when you're so, young, you feel like you're immortal. Like you're, you know, you're like, yeah. yeah. So like when you start to be able to just let that sink in, 
that seed gets watered and, and you really start to understand that, you know, you know my story, I'll, I'll share, you know, as I go, but like, you only get one opportunity to do this thing. And yep, I get it. We can be in a space where we need to pursue professional ambition and you want to make a lot of money. I want to make money and all of that stuff. I get it. Um, you know, maybe it's about stuff. You know, I want I want to have a nice house. I want this. But at the end of the day, you see these folks, uh, right. Steve Jobs, he had all kinds of money and all he wanted to do was be healthy. Like it didn't do anything for him at the end of his life. And a lot of times people get to this place of having to run into those obstacles over and over and over again, or they stay, we talked about the rat wheel before, they stay stuck there and then they wanna do a change when it's too late. And when I look at, when I look at what we've tried to do or what I try to do, it's the same deal. It's like, I wanna put that in your face so you can get there faster. I wanna put this in your face so your path and your time here isn't, well, I spent 15 years of my life killing myself and then I realized it was terrible. Yeah. You have a person, a friend in me, who I was running through all kinds of brick walls yeah. trying to figure this thing out. And, uh, you know, just like when I came here, you know, it cost me damn near my health. Like when I showed up at CrossFit Northland, I was in terrible health, <laughs> literally terrible health because I was coming out of, damn, I'm working, you know, 70 hours, 65 hours a week. I ain't sleeping. I'm drinking too much. All for this pursuit of, well, I want to have money in the bank and I want to be able to have a nice house and uh, I want to be able to do this, 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 all things that at the end of the day did not help me feel whole or healthy. And when I sit down with folks, very, you know me, very rarely am I talking to them about working out. Like there's no workout. There is absolutely zero to do with, hey, let's talk about CrossFit. I'm talking to you about your life. What do you want to accomplish? Oh, like, yeah, of course there's going to be the physical. I want to lose weight. No, 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 no. Tell me why we're trying to accomplish this. And as much as fitting in that dress matters, like that's that's a that's like a, a some dessert on the side, yep. you know. Like, is there some esteem things behind this? Do you realize that your health, where you're at right now, in this particular mark, is not healthy, and this is important. Yeah. You don't want to. So, like for me, when I sit down, I think it kind of roots both of us. For both of us, it kind of roots from trying to trying to prevent other people from suffering the way that we we have suffered. Oh, yeah. We've seen people suffer. Hundred percent. Um, and I think that, I think that it's a, I mean, we both care about people a lot and I think mm-hmm. that most of, I mean, that's, a, that's like a theme here at CrossFit North Ends. We just care about people. Yep. Um, and I, I, I would almost break into two different, two different veins and advice and you probably do the same. One of them would be like health and fitness advice and one of them would be like life advice. Oh. So like easy, the, easy life advice. The, the, the drive <laughs> for me was originally, uh, health and fitness advice from a standpoint of like. If I could, if I could go back to younger David and uh-huh. fast forward his fitness and health progress, what would I do, um, or what would I tell him? Versus, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of life lessons or life 
life learning that I would I would I would want to convey. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that maybe those two veins, like I, what would you tell younger you fitness wise? <laughs> Go harder, like. And, 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 and of course, if you know me, of course, what else would Steve say? The Dragon Slayer, of course he would say go harder. Well, but like, also from a perspective of younger Steve, you, you've mentioned before that you as you didn't take working out seriously. No, like, not at all. It was a, it, it facilitated games. Like mm-hmm. you, you were like, I'm going to work out to the, to the point that I want to be badass in the game and I want to be able to, yeah. I want to be able to stomp the other person. Mm-hmm. But not from a standpoint of like working out was the thing. And here, and here's the here's the part where I've never shared this. Not because it's a secret, as much as it's deeper than that too. Because we all have this, and it's way deep rooted. When I'd say looking back at what I've done, I worked hard. Sure. Like I didn't necessarily know how to lift. I definitely wasn't anywhere remotely close to strong for like what I looked like. I looked the part. Yeah. Um, I'd go in the weight room and do the stuff, but internally, deep, deep, deep down, I was going hard enough. Yeah. Like, who's the, not as hard as I could go. Yeah. I'm going just hard enough gonna, to be able to say, yeah. well, Steve's the fastest. I could, I could have been five seconds faster than my fastest time. You were trying to beat yourself as opposed to trying to beat the other guy next to you. I'm, I'm looking at, well, I'm working hard enough because I'm first. And, and, I, and here's where it shifted for me. Got to college, and this is when I realized I was on a whole other level of, and, and this is the funny part because I, I tried to still stuck in that warped, I want to look cool, so I'm not going to like, go as hard as I'm capable of because I don't want people to think I'm that guy, even though I really was. Like, I started to realize how competitive I was when I got to college. I always wanted to be first. All the conditioning stuff, all of it, right? I was I was one of the most, like, usually I was finishing whatever conditioning we were doing first, yeah. right? Somewhere in there, top three or five, right? And I remember this workout. Uh, have you ever done fart licks? Yeah, yeah. Where you like walk, jog, run, whatever. We would, we would do it in cross country mm-hmm. on, the, on the, like we would do the Miracle Mile. Yeah. Like where you run around the, the lap or the, the track and you get to the, the state of the, the bleachers and you go up and down the bleachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You'd run on the right side and then whoever's in the back had to sprint to the front. So oh, yeah. you'd sprint up and down steps, you'd sprint up on the, on the Sickening. Train. Yeah, so like on the fart, like we would do it on the field in the back and what we would do there was, and, it, and you know, obviously at that level, so much of it is also mentality, which is why I'm even saying this, is we're running and you had no actual concept of when the running was going to end. So you just had to keep going yeah. <laughs> until, you, and you're praying, is this the last one? Yeah. Nope. And, you know, that's what they would do. Co- coach single and it was a cup it wasn't just me i don't want to make it sound like i was oh the best thing but there was a handful of us who were like oh you you'd have to do something monstrous to break us and i'm dude i was on my like last leg i'm like yo i'm about to quit and it was it was other dudes falling falling off falling off falling off and i remember you know walking in from that and i think we did i don't know 12 of those things around and this was like after you've done a whole bunch of other stuff before and this is the last piece and 
you know, coach had told me, he was like, I'm, I'm trying to break you because the dude that's always in the front, if I don't target that person, I'll never know what that person's capable of. If you're the one that's always in the front of the pack, it's going to take something monumental to push you to another level of this is as far as I can go. And then when I look back on my life, I was physically gifted. I was a big dude. I was naturally fast. I was naturally explosive. What would have happened if I would have dove into weightlifting more seriously? Yeah. Not just trying to, oh, let me just, I want to do something that looks at least good. No, like maybe what if I was trying to get that 350 pound clean and not the 220 or whatever it was? What if I was actually wanting to get strong enough to where I had a 44 inch vertical? Like, and it was all based on that thing of I am basing my limits off of, well, I'm better than David or I'm, I'm the fastest dude on the team. But are you running as fast as you're capable of? Are you developing at the highest capacity you're capable of. And you see a lot of that stuff now, man. We come into our, we see it, and we, we, we speak to it a lot, y'all, at our gym about like, show up and do your absolute best. That's the only way there's gonna be progress. If you're just half-assing this or, oh, I'm not so good at that, so I'm not gonna try, you are stagnating your progress. I don't know what I would have been capable of and I turned it, you know, I, I, I was, when I got into an environment where we had to lift all the time and coaches taught us and all of this, yeah, I got strong as an ox. It was crazy. But like, man, I know there was dudes in high school that was killing it in the weight room. I'm just back there doing, we had, we had this little spot called the beach. You just go back there, do the curls. I just want my jersey to look good. Yeah. I ain't worried about it. I want to look good out there. My arms look good. I'm good. It's just like, man, go harder, dude. Don't don't base it on nobody else. Don't base it on, well, I well, look at me. I beat everybody. No, nah, man, like whatever you have in the tank, leave it because that's how you grow. That's the one thing I know for a fact I would tell myself, man. Yeah. That's funny because uh, we're talking fitness advice, but that kind of kind of spans both of those, right? It's fitness mm -hmm. and life advice, right? Don't compare yourself to those around you. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Yep. Um, compare yourself to your potential, mm -hmm. right? Potential can be a dirty word for some people because it's it shows out just it shows off just how much you're leaving on the table. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, I would say, especially, I mean, more or less, we have a relatively cushy life. Mm -hmm. Like we don't need to express our physical potential very often, right? And very few of us do. Um, and so it's very easy for us to look around and say, well, they're not doing this. I'm doing more than they're doing, so I'm yeah. doing pretty well. Um, and uh, I think that is a recipe for, if nothing else, um, some frustrations around why your health and fitness is where it is as opposed to where it could potentially be. Oh, yeah. Cause, um, and, and my last piece on that for those people who are like, damn, I think he's talking to me. Like, here's what happens. And, here's, and this is my personal frustration of when you base everything off of someone else and what they're doing and not what you're capable of doing and not like doing your absolute best within the, whatever it is you're trying to do, when you need to go to that next gear, you don't have it. Like when you, when you need to transition into another gear, you don't have the parts to do it because you've never pushed yourself in that, that, that capacity. Yep. 
And that's where I saw myself suffering is, you know, not, not so much anymore, but when I would do different competitions or when I would go play in these leagues and these competitive basketball leagues and all of this, because I was kind of sandbagging and not going as hard as I could have been going, oh, it's good, I'm good enough, it's whatever. Okay, now I'm playing somebody who, oh, they have been working. Oh, shit, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And that's the worst possible, yeah, that's the worst possible situation to be in yeah. because now you're really getting exposed. I talk to our folks all the time about like, why you show up on a consistent basis, why we work on these little techniques, whether it's squatting or this or that. Because when it's time to go PR, that's when we get exposed. When the open comes around, yep. that's when we get exposed. And even if you don't care, you always care when somebody's looking. Yep. Like, oh, shit. Wish I, I would have done something I about wish, these, the, these. I ring, wish I would have. <laughs> I wish I would have done something about these ring muscle-ups. Right? I wish yeah. I would have done something about this burpee. Either, I said last year I was going to work on these handstands, and I still didn't. You know, and that's and that's what happens when you when you when you leave money on the table. If you one will. of the things that I think is what I appreciate about CrossFit specifically mm -hmm. is because I, I think there's a lot of people in the in the physical fitness space, and I we mentioned gyms a lot. And I actually have no issues with gyms. Like I have no issues with Planet Fitness. I have no issues with yeah. like I think that they exist for a reason. They exist for a certain subset of the population. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. I mean, not all of the population is going to fit there. Um, but one of the things that I think CrossFit did was it, it expanded the definition of what a human being should be capable of at different yeah. points in their life. Yep. Uh, I realized how unhealthy my shoulders were once I realized that, oh, there's this group of people who do these things on a regular basis and don't have shoulder issues with it. That seems backwards because most people think, well, you're going to go do CrossFit. You're going to hurt your shoulders. And it's like, no, actually, I had unhealthy shoulders before I came to CrossFit. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a there's an appropriate dosage and a post appropriate protocol of like, Getting somebody who had dislocated shoulder back into a place where they can do a kipping pull up or a, right. you know toes the bar get into you know pretty extreme shoulder uh, extension um, like there are things that need to be done mm -hmm. in order to do that safely um, but I think one of the things that CrossFit did well was like show the world like actually no there's a 66 years old people who are able to do muscle ups yeah there are 66 year old people who are able to do overhead squat 117 pounds or 115 pounds whatever it was yeah. like. That's, that changes the definition of what's capable, right? Or, mm -hmm. or what's, you know, I'm, I'm doing good because I see this other person over here um, yeah. and they're out of breath when they walk to the mailbox. It's like, yeah, but there's also that 66-year-old who's capable of running a mile faster than uh, most 20-year-olds. The new thing, and uh, we'll have to find the best way to share this, but the CrossFit, uh, you know, they do the little promo deals. Their yeah. newest one, at least the newest one I've seen, I think it's called, happy, healthy, and well-fed. I'm talking about, man, like if that wasn't the narrative of what I think people experience on a large scale in culture, American culture, it's this woman who lost her young husband to a heart attack, you know, and it's just, it tells her entire story from, yeah, you know, we were, you know, we weren't healthy, but, you know, neither was anybody else. How many people got have, have been caught in that trap? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not the healthiest, but neither is that person. Neither is this. And obviously in the worst scenario for her, you know, her husband had a heart attack and then she went through this whole sweeping, not eating back and forth. Like, I mean, it was, it was, it was a really 
vivid and I, I think true experience to like just the stuff that she was saying about like, yeah, you know, we knew we weren't the healthiest, but like, you know, like you said, like you said, literally neither was anybody else. I, I, that was that was really powerful because people get caught there all the time. Like, oh, I mean, this is just a grind, you know, in this workspace I'm in, we work 60 hours a week. You sleep X amount of hours. It's like, yes, but like, again, vision. Where are you going to be 15 years from now doing this? At what cost? You know, like, and, and, and that's the part that's, uh, that's deadly for people, man. So I think that, uh, it's a, it's a cliche. Um, but I think one of the things that I wish I could tell younger David, uh, is there's no shortcuts. Yeah. Um, most of the things worth achieving, mm -hmm. there's no like magic button in order to get there. Um, and even in, like people talk about the lottery, well, you can win the lottery. I think it's like 80% of people who win the lottery three years later or five years later are right back to where they were beforehand. Most of them. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's because most of them don't appreciate what they've gotten because they didn't have to work hard to, in order to get it. Now, obviously, that's not everybody. Right. But for the most part, that's what, that, that's what ends up happening. There's the, that cliche saying of um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Mm -hmm. right? And there's, a, there's something to be said for building a work ethic that you can then plug and play and apply it to anything. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things that I, I luckily, as a young, young, young individual looking for health and fitness, as I realized, like, oh, I got to, you know, be dedicated and show up to the gym, even when I don't want to show up to the gym, and I'm gonna prioritize it. Had that going for me, um, but with the realization being like, the the other side of that coin is hard work only goes so far, mm -hmm. and then you got to let the natural process that is life kind of take over yeah. for some of that. Um, I, we mentioned last time in the podcast that I was a 17-year-old who was getting five hours of sleep every night. Mm -hmm. I thought supplements were the answer. Yeah. And regardless of what you're saying, if you think a supplement, any single supplement is going to be the answer, you believe that there's a shortcut. Yeah. You believe that there's some way that you can go leaps and bounds that isn't work hard, recover, make sure that you surround yourself with support. Like Those are the three things that I think would probably benefit most people which is like I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna work hard I'm gonna give dedicated effort for a long period of time uh, I'm gonna make sure that whatever I'm giving dedicated effort to is actually where I want to go and this is one of the reasons why we do sit down with people and we ask them you mentioned the no sweat intro or the, the, the intro process is like why are we really doing this yeah. because if you're not really doing this for something that's that's going to be a long-term play you're not gonna do it mm -hmm. you're not gonna be here in three months you're not gonna be here in 12 months like you're not going to be on this pro this path anymore um, and so like determining that underlying driving vision or why or what's what's the actual reason for doing this yeah. um, is the first thing that I would say. And it's funny because I think it changes too. Like if you ask David at 17 why he was doing, why he was going to the gym and doing a bunch of curls and bench press, that answer would be different than why I'm doing it now. Oh yeah. Sometimes you just got to dig a little deeper. Oh. And I think what's, you know, we're, we're having this conversation, folks, about, you know, what would you tell your younger self? But you got to realize that that directly correlates to what you tell yourself now. Right. Um, you're talking about the shortcut mentality, being able to troubleshoot. Why am I looking for the shortcut? What is my aversion to what's going to work? Right. Am I? It's, 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 it's a broken record, but like. Am I so bogged down 
that all I can live by is shortcuts, what's the fastest thing? I got to lose this weight. What's the fastest thing? Because I'm, I'm working too much over here and now I'm trying to be healthy, quote unquote, right? <laughs> that, that's usually uh, if, we, if we had an avatar for that type of person. Well, yeah, man, I'm working like 65 hours. So, like, I'm just trying to get the thing that is going to, like, like happen fast. Yeah. Hey, this isn't a happen fast thing. Or I would have got there first. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, trust me, as much as I hate to say that, this is not a happen fast thing. Yeah. It comes back to work ethic. It comes back to consistency. Showing up every day, doing the little monotonous stuff that helps you progress and you then have to wait and look back four months and say, damn, look how far I came. And it sucks. You, 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 you're not setting yourself up for success. And it all comes back to what are you telling yourself right now? I told you, me and you had the conversation the other day. I need the simple plan. As much as I love drawing up terrible workouts and doing the hard workouts, what works for Steve is something that's simple. Yeah. I would say argue the thing that works for most people is something that's simple. We're, we're all right. Yeah, right. And we always want it to be more complicated, yeah. right? We, we talk to uh, the, the people that, you know, come that are newer here. Do what's going to allow you to be consistent. Yeah. Take all of the noise out of it. We, and I've said this before. The reason this works, whether you are aware of it or not, is because all you have to do is show up. If you don't show up and work hard, just show up. Yeah. Coach is going to tell you what to do. I'm going to help you do it right. I'm going to make sure you have some fun as best I can. All you got to do is show up. That's why this works. That's a part of the reason this stuff works. You ain't got to think about it. You ain't got to like write up a blow. Oh, do I do this or can I go? You Do I need to use this machine? I don't know where my hamstrings are. I don't know. You ain't got to do none of that. You just got to show up. Yep. It's simple. Doing the simple thing, right? And that's what we, we, we never do. And it all comes back to what goes on upstairs. What am I telling myself? When I think back to some of the other stuff, right? We talked about the health and fitness and we talked about the life. And this is how I think we get into these traps. Like, if I could tell my younger self something else, uh, not everybody's out to get you. <laughs> like, I got, I probably put myself in more difficult situations, not trusting people. Right. And, I, and I'm not saying maybe I didn't have a, a reason that made sense. Again, go back to whatever age, 15, 16, 14. But like, dude, not everybody's out to get you. Not everybody is like there's people out there that actually want to help you. That was a big like disconnect that I couldn't really bridge the gap on. And I know there were relationships that were affected by that mentality of, I'm trying to protect myself and I don't really know what's what. So I'm just going to go ahead and just not even acknowledge this gesture of kindness or whatever. Yep. And when I say that, it makes me think of, again, what are we every day as people telling ourselves like that, that limits our growth, right? Why'd you open the door for me? Oh, you got me a car, blah, blah. All of this little silly, stupid stuff that comes up in our mind that limits us from going where we want to go. And why it's damaging is because again, we're working on a limited commodity. We're not getting that time back. 
all of that time, I want y'all to think as you're listening to this right now, I want you to think about all the time you've wasted on something stupid. What this person thinks of you. Am I cute? Should I be like all of the silly little stupid things that we've wasted any amount of time on and try to get it back? Try it. Figure it out. Tell me how you got that time back. You can't. So realizing that narrative that we've always talked about, that personal narrative you're living by, that stuff you're telling yourself, how impactful that can be in stagnating your growth. It's, it's crazy. And that's why you got to know what to tell yourself. That's why when I look back, why I coach these, these, young, these young folks, I am so passionate with those people because I can't afford for them to waste any time on something stupid. Well, I'm not the biggest. I'm not the coolest. Oh, I don't No, Shut up. Like, sorry, I'm not trying to be, uh, I'm not trying to be mean, but I literally can't have you wasting an ounce of time on what that upperclassman thinks about you because it doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> like, I think there's a lot, and, and it's probably, I mean, it's shapes who you are, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, previous seasons podcasts that are in that vein of things that like, man, that, that like talk about, focus on like, your, your sphere of influence, the thing, focus on the things you can control. Yeah, man. Focus on who you surround yourself with. Um, they're all, they all echo through these as, as, I, as I listen to you talk and as I think about what we've been talking about. Um, I think it's a, a beneficial thing for you to think about, listeners, that like, if you could go back and talk to younger you, what would you tell them? Um, and a, a lot of times, hopefully if, if you're, uh, you reflect on your life and you reflect on uh, maybe a little bit, thinking a little bit deeper about things, mm -hmm. um, you'd realize that some of those things that you talk about are probably in line with your values they're probably in, in line with like your vision for the world and how you want the what what, what type of world you want to create around you. Yeah. Um, and it's if nothing else, it's a great way for you to again like water or not water down, but like uh, sift through kind of the nonsense and, and the BS that we deal mm -hmm. with on a daily basis, the rat race, yeah. and focus in on some of those things that are probably more um, more probably beneficial but definitely impactful yeah. um, and definitely in terms of like the things that you appreciate about have shaped you to be who you are today um, and like like Steve is saying uh, like hopefully hopefully uh, take it's like that see the forest for the trees type of thing like uh -huh. take your eyes off of all that nonsense and all the noise and all that you know uh, I, I was listening to a, a, a YouTube talk recently and it was talking about treble versus bass notes yeah uh, and treble is kind of like the higher the higher frequency pitches in music and bass notes are like the stuff that shakes like like just like shakes your chest and uh -huh. like shakes your core um, focus less on the treble in life and focusing more on those bass notes those mm -hmm. things that kind of like are rooted and shaky yeah. and, 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 cool. and more meaningful um, and if you can do that again I think it'll be a good way for you to to sift through um, your life in terms of the things that have have impacted you and more have been beneficial um, to create who you are and what it is that you want to do. Um, but that's, I mean, it's, I, I like, I like, we like these types of things. Mm -hmm. and we realize that it's uh, being reflective and being uh, more philosophical, I guess. That you know, questioning the why, questioning the how, questioning the methods, questioning mm -hmm. the principles, and focusing on those things. That's a, it's a practice, right? Like it's yeah. not, it's not. 
I think that some people say, well, that person's a deep thinker and that person's not a deep thinker. I think it has more to do with like how frequently do you practice. Just like journaling. Yeah. I suck at journaling. And I say that knowing that if I practiced it more, I'd probably be better at journaling than I currently am. Uh, And when I say I suck at it, typically what I mean is that I'm not very good at following through on the habit of journaling. Exactly. Um, But with the idea that this habit of being reflective and this habit of looking back at who you are, why you do what you do, things that matter to you, all that stuff that we talked about last season, that's all, I mean, it's, it's, it's a muscle no different than what it is we use in the gym here. Um, and I would argue that it's a muscle that helps guide you towards um, our, our, our mission here is to help people live life on their own terms. And if you don't practice using that muscle, you'll never know what your own terms are. Because mm-hmm. you'll always be living life on someone else's terms. Right. Uh, it's that, that, that adage of, you know, if you don't have a definition for success, you'll adopt somebody else's definition for success. And then when you, when you arrive there, you probably won't feel very good about it. Or it won't feel as good as you think it should. Right. It's the idea of like, I got here, I got to the top of the mountain. Mm. Ah, I thought it was going to be better. I thought there was going to be more. I thought there was going to be a tabernacle. <laughs> Whatever right. it is. Um, and, and again, I think that it's something that is worthwhile um, practicing. Um, and I hope that you guys out there are, are able to put some of these, take some of these questions and ask them of yourself. Um, and really think about like, man, what would I tell younger me? I think that it's beneficial thinking about it from the standpoint of like in this one instance, this is why I started with the question of in health and fitness, what would you tell 17-year-old you? If you're 17, what would you tell 14-year-old you? Like maybe thinking about it in just one context as opposed to like my entire swath of life. Yeah. But then as you talk, as Steve and I were talking here, you'll realize that some of those, some of those lessons, like it's not just one thing. Mm-hmm. It's everything. And it's in that same vein of how you do anything is how you do everything. And the realization of like, oh, it's all connected. Like it's all, it bleeds yeah. over. The way, I, the way I approach this component of my life is probably the way I'm going to approach <laughs> all the other components of my right. life. Uh, and you might be able to take some of those, those uh, threads and kind of connect them a little bit and hopefully get to know yourself a little bit better. Um, and maybe interact with people in, in your life a little bit differently than you might otherwise. Um, again, as you kind of sift out that trouble and go for those base notes. 100%, Right on. We appreciate you guys tuning in this week. Again, we're talking about uh, what will we say to our younger selves. Uh, hopefully you guys found it somewhat, uh, somewhat beneficial to listen to. Uh, we'll be back again next week coming at you. Appreciate you guys' time.